Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Reading once again from Abide in Christ by uh, 19th century uh, author, pastor, missionary, Andrew Murray. And uh, this entire book actually put together as a 31-day spiritual guide, it says on the back, offers timeless meditations and practical lessons in just 10 minutes a day. So it really does offer each of these 31 uh, writings uh, is is short, succinct, but power-packed. I really do like this book. Highly recommend it to you. On the back, it says, move from a divided heart to a wholehearted surrender. Your hunger for God's presence is made to be satisfied. Experience a deep, authentic, and ongoing connection with Jesus. And so again, uh, this uh, wonderful 19th century uh, classic, uh, really, really done. This this one actually is uh, put together by Nav Press has a little bit of updating of the English language. But here, let me read uh, what is uh, entitled As the Branch in the Vine. And this is uh, day four of the 31 days. If you happen to want to uh, look it up later and read it for yourself, I think you can even find this entire book online if you would like. But he quotes from John 15. This is where the parable of the uh, uh, vine and branches are. And it's Jesus simply making that statement, I am the vine. You are the branches, John 15, verse 5. And uh, Andrew Murray says, It was as he was telling the parable of the vine that our Lord first used the expression, Abide in me. That parable, so simple and yet so rich in its teaching, gives us the best, most complete illustration of this command of Christ and the union into which he invites us. The parable teaches us the nature of, of that union. It's a living connection as between the vine and the branch. No external temporary union will suffice. No human achievement can bring it to pass. The branch, whether natural to the vine or grafted onto it, is entirely subject to the creator's own work. The life of the branch comes from the life of the vine. The sap, the fatness, the fruitfulness all come to the branch from the vine. So it is with the believer whose union with the Lord is not a result of human wisdom or will, but an act of God by which the sinner is brought into union with the Son of God. God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Apostle Paul would write in uh, Galatians chapter 4. The same Spirit which dwelled and still dwells in the Son becomes the life of the believer who is one with Christ in the unity of that one Spirit and the fellowship of that same life in Christ. As with the vine and the branch, it is the life union that makes them one. Now, the parable of the vine teaches us the completeness of the union. So close is the union between the vine and the branch that each is nothing without the other. Each is holy and only for the other. Without the vine, the branch can do nothing To the vine, the branch owes its right of place in the vineyard. Indeed, it owes the vine its life and its fruitfulness. Without me, the Lord says, you can do nothing. The believer's day is pleasing to God only insofar as the day is lived through the power of the indwelling Christ. Any fruit that comes of the believer's life is thanks to the life sap of the Holy Spirit. There's no moment that is not dependent on Christ alone. There is no life without the Spirit. 
And so there's just that complete dependence that we, the branches, have on the vine. Um, and yet that beautiful promise uh, that's wrapped up in this parable here, that Jesus wants to be that for you, and he wants to be that for me. Without the branch, however, the vine can also do nothing. A vine without branches bears no fruit. So then just as the vine is indispensable to the branch, so the branch is indispensable to the vine. Such is the wonderful expression of the grace of Jesus. He has made himself dependent on his people. Now, it's not uh, that he's dependent on us for existence, but the work that he wants to do in the world, the glory he wants to manifest through his bride, the church, he does that through people. He chooses to do that. It's really beautiful. Without disciples, Jesus' blessing is not dispensed to the world, Andrew Murray says. The fruit of the promised land is withheld from them. This is the high honor to which he has called those he has redeemed. He is indispensable to them, and he has made them indispensable to his mission. It is only through them that his fruit may be found. Meditate on this until your soul bows to worship in the presence of the mystery of the perfect union between Christ and the believer. There's more. As neither vine nor branch is anything without the other, so is neither anything except for the other. All that the vine possesses belongs to the branches. The vine does not gather its nourishment, its fatness and sweetness for itself. It disperses or dispenses these resources to the branches. The vine is the parent of the branches. It serves the branches in a parental way. How completely does Jesus, to whom we owe our life, give himself for us and to us? Quote, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them. End quote. That's Jesus it's from his prayer in John chapter 17, his high priestly prayer. And again, he says, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these. That's uh, Jesus again from John 14. The fullness of Christ, the riches of Christ, all these are for you. Dear believer, for Christ is the vine and the vine does not live for itself, keeps nothing for itself. The vine exists for the branches. All that Jesus is in heaven, he is for us. He has no interest these, or he has no interest there separate from ours. He stands before the Father as our representative. All that the branch possesses, meanwhile, belongs to the vine. The branch does not exist for itself, but to bear fruit that demonstrates the excellence of the vine. Without this service to the vine, the branch has no reason to exist. And indeed, without the vine, none of us branches would exist at all, which is not true the other way, of course. Uh, if there were no God, there'd be no us. But if there were no us, there would still be God. This relationship, though, where we're completely... Um, uh, in service to the vine. This relationship is a glorious representation of the calling of the believer, the entirety of our consecration to the service of our Lord. We're compelled to be wholly His. And that's spelled W-H-O-L-L-Y. Completely His. Every power of our being, every moment of our life, every thought and feeling, these belong to Jesus, just as Jesus has given Himself wholly to us. From Him and for Him, we draw life and bear fruit. The more clearly we comprehend this, the more fully we realize the singularity of our purpose, the will, the glory, the work, the kingdom of God, the bringing forth of fruit 
to the glory of Christ's name. Now, remember, this is written in the 19th century. And people back then hadn't gotten quite as narcissistic, quite as self-obsessed as we are in our own day and time. This sounds strange to me, even as I read it. Um, strange to my ears from my own heart, as well as as I look at the culture, which is so self-obsessed, self-absorbed. Um, that's really an interesting thing to be pondering as we read something like this from the 19th century. So then the parable of the vine teaches us the object of our union with Christ. The branches are for fruit. Nothing more, nothing less. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, God takes away. That's John 15 too. The branch needs leaves for its life and to support its production of fruit, but the fruit itself is not for the branch. It is given away. Isn't that interesting? Again, our life is not about us. You are not your own. Great title to a book by Alan Noble, which I highly recommend if you haven't read it. But the, um, the branch needs leaves for its life and to support its production of fruit, for the fruit itself is not for the branch. It is given away. The believer's calling is similar. We are called to forget ourselves. Living entirely for those around us, imitating and following Christ, who loves them, pursues them, draws them to himself. It is for fruit that the Father has made us one with Jesus. This wondrous parable of the vine unveils great mysteries of divine love, of the heavenly life, of the world, of the Spirit. And yet, how little we understand it. Jesus, the living vine, we living branches, how little have we understood the greatness of our need and yet the completeness of our claim to the fullness of Christ. And that Christ has made us empty as we are in and of ourselves, so essential to his mission. May this parable guide us into greater insight into union with Christ until it guides us directly into his presence. Let us listen and believe until we can say with our whole being, Jesus is the true vine who bears me, nourishes me, supplies me, and uses me, filling me to the full to make me bring forth fruit abundantly. We need not fear understanding ourselves as mere branches because as we abide in Christ, resting on him, waiting for him, serving him, he uses us to show the riches of his grace to the world that desperately needs the life he offers. And as we come to understand the meaning of the parable, its companion command becomes clear to us in its true power. The life of the vine and the branch is the life of the Lord in us as we abide in him. Think, we imagine him saying, how completely I belong to you. I have joined myself inseparably to you. All that is mine is yours. I am pleased to have you grafted to me as a branch to a vine. Abide in me. You are weak, but I am strong. You are poor, but I am rich. Abide in me. Yield yourself wholly to my teaching and lordship. Trust my love and grace and promises. I am the vine. You are the branch, and I am wholly yours. Abide in me. And then Andrew Murray, closing paragraph before uh, his closing prayer. 
he asks a question that I ask you today. So how do you respond? How do we respond? Is there any reason to hesitate to not yield yourself to this life-giving Lord? You may have thought that to abide in Christ was a task to be accomplished, a hard and difficult calling, but it is in fact the most blessed and joyful thing under heaven. Can you trust that once you are in him, he will keep you close and enable you to abide in him? Simply accept the truth of your position. Consent to be a branch given life by the vine. Surrender to Christ who is strong enough to hold you. Mm. That's great. And he closes, Andrew Murray closes with this prayer and I'll close our time out today with this prayer as well. Oh, Savior, your love is beyond words. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. I can only yield myself to your love, praying that every day you will unfold the precious mysteries of this union to me, so to encourage and strengthen me as your loving disciple, to do what my heart longs to do, to abide always, wholly, only in you. Amen and amen. That from Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. Have a great day. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagey.